0: It's his final game with a walk-off single. Hard hit into right. Back at the wall. Turn game.
1: Andy Chavez takes a home run and turns it into a double play. Unbelievable. All
2: right, welcome to episode three of the Ball
0: Club. I'm your host, Joey. You're with my co host Harrison and Austin. What's going on, guys? How you doing? What's up? How you doing? Awesome. Congratulations are in order from what I've heard. Yeah, it's Austin over here. Big congrats to Joey. Joey just had his, his baby boy.
1: So Joey's father, been super father of the busy. Pod. Father of the pod. So yeah, Joey's going to be our uh, podcast dad for the rest of the
2: podcast. <laughs> appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Of course. Um, so this week, we're going to talk AL, NL, MVP. Um, we'll get into the AL and NL Cy Young and then the AL and NL MVP. So with that being said, we'll just jump into it. I appreciate you guys, by the way. Thanks. Uh, we'll get into the rookie of the year for the National League. So real quick, I'll just kind of tell you guys who I saw was eligible through the ESPN article. I read not all these guys are really in contention, but these are guys that are just eligible if you hear names that, well, you won't hear them, but there's going to be other names that are like, Oh, why isn't this guy there? Because they don't have enough playing time to be eligible. So that being said, the eligible people I have are Spencer Strider, Michael Harris, II, Edward Cabrera, Christopher Morel, Brendan Donovan, Nolan Gorman, uh, Harry's guy, say Suzuki. O'Neill, Cruz, and Nick Lodolo. So that's our National League candidates. So Austin, I'll, uh, I'll kick it to you if you wanna go first. Sure, so this year is pretty interesting. We don't really have, I mean, maybe
1: you guys would disagree with this. I don't think that there's a clear cut superstar, bona fide superstar guy out of this group. I think some of these guys have been super impressive. I'll go through a few of the guys who I really like. I really like Morell out of Chicago. I think he's gonna be a stud. Really, really good player. Um, Really big on Cabrera. I think he's gonna be a stud. O'Neill Cruz might be the most talented out of this group. But as we talked about last week on the pod, I just there's just something about him. I don't know if it's effort or what it is. Maybe the game's too easy for him. But he does some. Did you see? Not, super, super did, you see it, stuff.
0: did you see him not run out that uh that ground ball against the Mets that he definitely would have beat out? Yeah. And, it's, and Keith yeah. Hernandez just made a huge stink about it. No, I just <laughs> thought of that when <laughs> you said that. Yeah, I don't really care
1: about what Keith Hernandez says. though. he's always got some bad. <laughs> oh comments, come on, everybody. Everybody. I, I do love Keith him as a player. I think he's gonna. He's he might be the most talented. Now, if you ask me who's gonna be the best player out of this group, they might not win the award, but if you ask me who's gonna be the best player out of this entire group, I think Nolan Gorman's gonna be a freaking superstar in this league. Super talented, amazing bat speed, lefty bat, great defensive player. I could see him being like a 30 30 guy for a long time. What do you guys think about that? maybe, it's a, maybe that's a maybe that's a maybe that's a controversial take. I don't know what do you guys think about that?
0: I've never I you know what? I can't say that I disagree. I can't say that I agree. Like, I don't, you know, it's too early to tell he's, mm-hmm. he's definitely not in my top two. If we're talking about, he's definitely not in my top three, probably if we're talking about He's uh, on NL my year. rookie rookie of the year. Um So I kind of love the take just because I feel like, you know, yeah. that's kind of out there, but you know, he's obviously put on a great bat. He, right. He's, he's doing what he's got to do um, uh, on that side of things. Mm-hmm. So I think if he could stay with that, yeah, I don't, I don't see why that's impossible. And, St. Louis, man, like, just this team, like, in general, like, is just producing some of the best baseball we've seen in the past, right. you know, f- few months. And, honestly, like, their franchise just in general is just, yeah. just producing some of the best players. So I, right. I definitely wouldn't be shocked.
1: And that's part of my reasoning, too. I think St. Louis just develops guys better than anyone in the league. Um, I think my bias maybe comes from I watched him as a high schooler at the perfect game. Uh, he hit a home run in the perfect game game against the best high school players in the league. So I just like him as a talent. But if you're going to ask me who I think is going to be the – NL rookie of the year i gotta go with my boy spencer strider when he's got a mustache i have a mustache <laughs> Two, he throws 100 100 miles an hour with a nasty slider i think that his stuff is electric if he develops a really good third pitch he might be one of the best top five pitchers in the league um i mean there's a lot of talk about the grom leaving on the mets and going over to the braves can you imagine that one two punch uh two guys that have similar stuff i mean he's gonna be a superstar in this league he's gonna be great the bona fide number two pick for a lot of guys is Michael Harris. And of course they played for the same team, um, but man, the Braves had a lot of young talent. And I think Spencer Strider is our guy this year.
0: Okay. All right, Harrison. Yeah, man, I mean, it's tough. Cause I, I, I got those two guys too. And, and we kind of mentioned a lot of these, You know, we're going to be naming a lot of the same players here. You know, We're, we're coming down the stretch. There, there's a couple guys that you can really consider for, for all of these awards. And Spencer Strider, you know, putting on a 2.69 ERA. This is as of Thursday. So it might've changed a little bit. I'm not sure if he's pitched since then. Um, he's got under a one whip, which is pretty incredible. You don't even see some of the top guys. Um, I'm pretty sure Max, Scher- Max Scherzer doesn't even have that. So like, this guy's already doing some incredible stuff, uh, some incredible things, 10 and four record right now, um, or as of as of Thursday. So. Yeah, I think he's doing incredible things. And Michael Harris, like, yeah, he's been phenomenal, man. Like 884 OPS, I'm pretty sure that's above guys like Pete Alonzo already. Um, You know, he's hit 15 home runs, 51 RBIs in 90 games. Um, And I just, yeah, I think that he's really good. His defensive war is 0.9, which is pretty high for for a position player, for a center fielder. and yet, but the thing about him that I I would say that Spencer Strider's got it for me is that he's put in such a position of success being in that lineup, and I'm pretty sure he bats uh, he bats seventh for the most part for them. Um, so if you're talking about who helps is helping their team win the most, I can I I honestly think that it would be Strider at ten and four pitching with you know 2.69 ERA and and in the playoffs that's going to be just huge for them. So you know both of them are definitely good candidates, but I would say Strider's got it. Okay. Uh, real quick before I get to my pick, back to
2: Christopher Morell real fast. He was like kind of in the conversation for me. He was never gonna win it. But one thing I love about him is when he gets up, the first thing he does is like he like kind of taps the catcher, taps the umpire, and then gives the gives the pitcher a little salute. So I kind of like that real class of that kid right there. He's gonna be good for the Cubs. He's playing, I think, a couple different positions, but they mainly got him in the outfield. So I definitely look forward to seeing more of him. I was going back and forth on this too with Spencer Strider and Michael Harris. I'm going to go with Spencer Strider just because he's a mainstay in the rotation. He just came up this year. He came up as a reliever and then they were using him as an opener and then they stretched him out into a closer. And since then he's been great. I think he's had one game uh, that he kind of got blown up in it. Well, I wouldn't even really say blown up, but he had a rough game against the Mets and then he came back and had a really good game against them. So I don't even really hold, hold him, hold him to it, but he's been really, really good. He could be an ace in the future for sure. I think they need to lock him up. I'm sure they will because it's Atlanta and they're smart like that. Right. Michael Harris was obviously my close second. He's become, when you talk about who can be the best player on this list in the future, I, I could see that being Michael Harris. Uh, he's young. He plays a good defense. His bat is really good. He just hit two home runs like literally a minute ago in yeah. the game he's playing today. So for me, it was Spencer Strider just, just because of his stats. Alone. I mean, he's, he's almost even in the, in the conversation for Cy Young, but Like I said, he's just had an amazing season and he's, he got stretched out quick and he's, you know, he came on the other day and talked about his inning limits. Now he's not really worried about it. So, and the team's not really worried about it. So I I, I see nothing but good things going forward for him. So it's it's going to be Spencer Strider for me. So I guess we all agree on that. Mm -hmm. And then we can go over to uh, rookie of the year on the AL. So a little bit less of a conversation. There's still some good names in here. Uh, Guys that I had that were eligible were obviously Julio Rodriguez, Adley Rutschman, Bobby Wood junior Steven Kwan, George Kirby, Jeremy Pena, Jose Miranda, Felix Batista and Brock Burke. So I'll go first on this one. It's clear it's, it's Julio Rodriguez. Uh, He's having an unbelievable season. I know he was on the IL for, I think he was on like a 10 day, so no big deal, but he's just playing really, really good. Uh, He's playing center field. He was playing a little bit of corner. He's really swinging at the strikes. I think you put in here, he's got 77% uh, swinging at strikes, so He's clearly seeing the ball. Great. He's on Seattle, which is a good team. He just signed that big deal. He's hitting home runs. I think he's already passed 20 for 20. Correct. Harrison. Tell me Mm -hmm. if I'm wrong there. Yeah. Yeah. So he's he's already had a 20 for 20 season. He reminds me a lot of like Juan Soto because he's, he's young, he's exciting. He's like that generational talent. My next up would have probably been Adley Rutschman. I do want to give an honorable mention over to uh, George Kirby because he's been pitching great for Seattle as well. But if you, if you just look at like the overall impact, it was, it was J-Rod for me. So, yeah. So with that being said, Austin, you can uh, you can take over from there.
1: Yeah, I mean, I hate to keep beating a dead horse right now, but I have to agree with you. It's J-Rod. It's not close. Um, he reminds me of a young Seattle Mariner in the early 2000s, A-Rod. Same last name. Oh, God. He just brings that electricity to the team. <laughs> and I, I'm not the biggest A-Rod fan <laughs> as a person, but as a player, that electricity, that, that excitement, I think these Mariners kind of relate to that early 2000s team with a lot of young energy. Um, they're bringing that excitement back to Seattle. Seattle's all the way on board. Might be a sleeper World Series team if they make the playoffs and they get hot. I mean, it's a team that's young. They're exciting. And, and J-Rod's right at the middle of that. And I, I love the contract they got him on, those incentive-based contracts where I think it's what, something in the ballpark of $180, 200000000 for the base pay, but he can make incentives up to 300 plus. It's 400 400 plus. Wow. Yeah. it's it's. I love those type of contracts. I don't really agree with those big time $400 million 10-year contracts anymore. And I love the fact that Julio can go earn it. And I think he can. I think he's that good of a player. Um, I do want to give some love to another guy on the list, though, that might be a little bit less uh, thought of, is Jeremy Pena out with the Astros. Guy's had to replace Correa. I think that's a monumental task. Um, but he's went in there. He's played super well. And the Astros haven't skipped a beat. Team's 90 and 90 and 50 right now. They're 40 games over 500. They're having one of the best years that they've had. Almost going unnoticed. And, and the kid's a stud. He's a good defensive player. He's got a big bat. He's got a potential to be a 20-plus home run guy a year as a shortstop. So I think him and Altuve up the middle, not really skipping a beat, really, without Correa. Um, and I, oh, I agree. He needs yeah. a lot more respect. Um, he might be one of the best. or I don't want to say he's going to be one of the best, but he's going to be a really good shortstop for a really long time in this league. Um, but for me, if it comes to AL, rookie of the year, if you want to talk about
0: impact, everything, it's got to be Julio. So with that being said, Harrison, what do you think? Yeah, man. I mean, it's got to be Julio at one, right? Like, I don't think there's really any any two ways about it, you know, other than you could say, he's got a high strikeout percentage at 26 plus percent. But other than that, uh, this guy's done everything for the Mariners and he's the reason why they're, why they're a a great team right now and and they're a contender. Um, I will say um, in second, I'm gonna, in second of this list, and and I have some odds up here right now, fourth in odds, um, at at least according to FanDuel would be Steven Kwan of the Guardians. And I think Joey knows why I love this guy. This is my guy <laughs> mm-hmm. on the guardians, the lead off, the leadoff hitter. Um, he's plus 8,000 right now, but to me, he's, to me, he's two man. To me, he's two above Bobby Witt Jr. and above Rushman. I just don't think Rushman's played enough games. I actually think he's the most valuable player on this list, Rushman, but I don't think he's played enough games um, and had the impact that a guy like Quan has had. Um, this guy doesn't strike out. He puts the ball in play. Um, OB, uh, OBP of 365, um, and he's leading off for his first-place Guardians right now, and, and really is a major reason why this team is is in contention. Obviously, they have a great lineup, um, you know, all around as we've seen all season. But I really think he just doesn't get enough love, at least on the odds boards. And I don't think he's going to win. I think it's going to be Rodriguez, and I don't see any. Like I said, I don't see any two ways about that. Bobby Witt, to me, as as good as he is, I just wanted to say this real quick, and this might be a little controversial being that he's also a 2020 guy with 20 home runs, 26 stolen bases. He's a little bit of an overrated player right now, man, because as electric of as electric of a player he is as a base runner and a, and a home run hitter, um, his defense is really poor. He has a negative 1.6 defensive war. Um, that's the lowest and has the lowest overall war out of any of the players we're talking about right now at 0. 0.7, which I know he's not not on the best team. He's not on a good team at all. His team stinks. Um, but <laughs> but still being yeah, that low right. and 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 losing mm-hmm. that many, you know, losing that many runs because of your defense to me is just like really pathetic at yeah. the major at the major league level. I know he's a, he's playing he's playing a tough position at third base, but you know, you got to be better than that. He's got a high strikeout um, percentage. And his OPS be with 20 home runs, his OPS isn't even at that high at 727. So to me, right. it's it's R- Rodriguez one. Um, and then Rushman, man, I think Rushman's gonna be a special special cat. Uh he's got, you know, one of my favorite stats about him is that if you put him this this stat is crazy. Runs created per game. It's it's if this that player was playing all nine or batting for all nine positions in the lineup, he would create six point. think 6.4 6.4 runs per game if he was the batter in all nine positions and that's highest that of anyone that we've we're talking about by far that's not even close and he's you know I to me the most important defensive position on the list that catcher so to me Rushman's the best but Rodriguez is gonna is gonna take this one okay real quick Mm -hmm. just to just to backtrack on that a little bit I I was close with Rushman it's
2: just his sample size wasn't nearly as large as uh, J J-Rod I think J-Rod had like over well over 100 games and Rushman, I think, is still just under 100 because they called him up a little bit later, which, you know, Baltimore, service time, whatever. Uh, but he's really put a spark in that team for sure. So props yeah. to Rushman for sure. Right. I think he's gonna have a great season.
1: Let me ask you guys about this real quick though. I know he's had a smaller sample size, but is there an argument to be made here that Adley in the, in the small amount of time that he's been up has had a bigger impact than Julio's had on the whole year? And, and hear me out on this. Julio has been impactful as it gets, right? He's a superstar, he's electric. Adley is on a terrible team overall. You look at the Orioles, did anybody have them anywhere near the playoffs this year?
0: They're still. It's, a lot, it's reasonable they, so. to say
1: that the Mariners, we already thought they were a playoff team, even if Julio's a 250 hitter with 10 bombs. I think we think that before the year starts, that the Mariners are a hot, electric, young team that might make the playoffs. We don't even have the... I think we have the Orioles as maybe the worst team in the league before the year starts. And there's a direct correlation between when Adley gets called up, the pitcher's zero-race drop, and the bad start heating up in the lineup. He's a leader. He's a young kid that leads that clubhouse of men. I mean... I think you could argue that Adley might have an impact. He might have some sort of uh, might have a call to the AL Rookie of the Year
0: just <sighs> for that. You're uh, you're making me rethink my pick. Now, I know you're not, honestly, Austin, here. you're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. And like their pitching has been so like pretty solid too since since he's been and since, they're missing their best pitcher
2: in John Means and he's been yeah. he's been really helping them bring that ERA down. So yeah. no, I can't. As somebody I can't who was a pitcher
1: growing up, your catcher is so impactful. Having a battery back there that you trust, that you know that when he throws on a signal, it's the right call that you know he's going to block pitches when you throw them in the dirt. You can trust that you're going to throw that 3-2 curveball in the dirt. He's going to block it with the bases loaded.
2: You know, he's one of those guys that, I don't know. And this is why I wish they called him up earlier, because right. just looking at the sample size, you know, you got like close to, I think it's like 25 games more for J-Rod, which is, which is kind of significant in, a, in an MLB season. So I wish they would have called him up sooner.
1: Yeah. I think Julio gets it, but long-term we might look back and say Adley's the best player in this group.
2: I can agree yeah. with that. So. All right, well, with that uh, being said, we'll move on to the AL Cy Young. So not as large of a list, but guys I had eligible that I thought were worthy of the conversation was Justin Verlander, uh, Shane McClanahan, and Shohei Otani. So with that, Harrison, you were my favorite player. <laughs> my player. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, I have... Oh, I'm sorry, Dylan Cease was the other one. Sorry about that. Yeah, I was I was going to mention that. I was going to say I had Cease on, on my board and and, you know... Disrespecting the guy that was one out away from a from a no hitter. What was that? Uh was that before? I don't remember if it was before or after you guys recorded. Um last It was week, after. But was yeah, after I think it was after, after. Uh, no, it was before. Actually. No, it was before. It, it was, was before we, we mentioned it on the podcast. We yeah, did we did. Yeah, shout out, shout out, shout out to cease for that, man. Um that guy's been incredible. I saw an interview with him on um on MLB Network. Uh this was a couple months ago, probably right after the All-Star break, just getting ready for uh the debut after the All-Star or coming back from the all-star break. Uh, the guy's, the, that guy's incredible, but, you know, Verlander, what he's still doing at his age is, is just, you know, lights out, man. 1.84 ERA um, in 152 innings pitch. Uh, his whip is well below one. It's actually 0.855, which is disgusting. Actually, the only other person that's close to that on, on, on any list um, that's eligible is, is Shane McClanahan um, everyone else that we've talked about, Cease Otani, they're all above one, and we're gonna get into you know we're gonna get into Otani a lot I think over the next couple segments here with the, with the AL MVP coming up. Um, he's not even uh, to me he's not even a top top two or top three guy on this list. I think for me it's Cease and Verlander are are, are really close, but you gotta you, you gotta give it to Verlander in my opinion here. Um, 16 and three record. Uh, this team is obviously. Um, the best, the best team of the, the bunch that we're talking about with the being the Astros. Um, And I think he's, he's the leader and he's their ace. And um, yeah, I I don't, I really don't think it's close, but you know, another guy with the mustache. So I, I I don't want to leave any, leave anything out with Dylan Cease um, being that guy.
1: Yeah. You got to give extra (laughs) bonus points for the mustache. I mean, that's
0: part of it. Right. So.
2: I'll, uh, I'll go from there. I, I was going to say Verlander as well. I really wanted Dylan Cease because I'm a Dylan Cease fan. But if you look at the numbers, and one one thing that was important for me for Cy Young was innings pitched, obviously on top of everything else. If you look at innings pitched, I think right now Verlander has played like four less games than Cease because of an injury. Cease but has you, about 30
0: more innings pitched.
2: Right yeah, now. so it's not even that significant in my opinion.
0: So Cease has, Cease has 10 more innings pitched right no, now. No, it's 10 more. Yeah, it's 10 2010? more. 10, yeah, it's only 10. 10 more. And that's with
2: Verlander being injured. So I think Verlander, is he 39 or 38? Either way, like, he's still doing it regardless. Like, I can't believe he's been up those numbers. 39. Coming off Tommy John, and he's still playing this well. I mean, I get that he's injured, but he's going to be back, so it's not even that big a deal. And his innings, like I said, like, they're still not that far off. So that's why I'm going with Verlander because he has 10 less innings right now. And all the overall numbers are better, but I am a Seats fan. Like, I really did want Seats for this. It just, you just can't with those numbers, though. Give me awesome. Dylan Cease every day of the week, twice on Sundays. <laughs> Give me
1: Dylan Cease. For me, it's about, you know, Verlander's been hurt for a few weeks. It's the end of the year, and that's, that's gonna be the difference to me. Verlander's amazing, and I, and I love the guy as a pitcher. He's, he's like the Tom Brady of, of uh, baseball. He might get a three year, four year contract now. Um, but he's still me, on for next year. Yeah, he's but he's looking at an extension. I think he might get it. We'll see. He might play deep into his 40s. Um, Give me Dylan Cease. I love his I love his recent performance. I love his pitch arsenal. I think he's gonna be one of the best pitchers in the AL for a long, long time. He's got more strikeouts than Verlander. His WAR is higher than Verlander. I'm taking him. That's me. So
2: love that.
0: All right,
1: all
2: right. Take it. I'll I'll give McClanahan a shout out too. He was our other him and Otani were the other guys on the list. Uh, McClanahan had a great season. But he's, he's been hurt. His for numbers, yeah, his, right. His numbers aren't aren't close to Verlander, and they are similar to Cease. But it's still gonna be Verlander for me. Okay. So moving on from that, we'll go to NL Cy Young. This one was kind of clear cut for me, also. But the choices I had up were uh, Sandy Alcantara, Burns, and Freed. So I I'm first on this one. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go Alcantara. He's pitched way more innings than anybody else. Uh, his numbers are better than anybody else. So it's it's just Alcantara. What he's doing is unreal. I think he's just now over a two two ERA, but he's been, he's been on like a one ERA for most of the season. He's got that dog in him. He's got that dog, (laughs) you know, he's got that dog. So yeah, for me, it's, for me, it's Alcantara, just numbers alone. Plus innings pitched. I think he's Harrison, you're the stack guy. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he has more innings pitched than freed and Burns. If I'm not mistaken, he has like the most innings pitched in the national league or close to.
0: He's almost at 200 already. Yeah. He's he's very, he's way more than anyone that we've talked about. Yeah. It's one ninety six point two right now. Right. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, Austin, you
1: can take it from yeah, there. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's got to be Al- Alcantara. Um, he's just been such a workhorse this year. He's a guy, he's like an old school pitcher where the guys used to go eight, nine innings a game. And I, and I love that. I think that we baby the arms a little bit too much nowadays. I mean, you look at guys nowadays are going five innings and then we're just rolling over to the bullpen. He's that guy that's like, give me the ball for nine tonight. I'm going all night. <laughs> you know, I, I love wow. that about him. I think his stats could be better if he wasn't pushing eight, nine innings. I think that's how good his stuff is um i just think he's incredible i i'm it's hard for me because corbin burns is my favorite pitcher in the league uh so it's hard for me to to go against corbin but his his era just hasn't been that good this year he's close to a three i mean i think the last two years he was closer to like a 2.2 2.3. um i really like corbin burns i love him as a pitcher i love i love he's got that dog in him if you want to talk about guy's got the dog in him um corbin burns is a dog but man Sandy alcantara pitches in a really really tough
0: Really tough division, and he just goes nine innings every night. It's hard to not to pick that guy. So he's my he's my NL Cy Young. Depends how many he gets against the Nationals, though. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. (laughs) I do have the Nats. (laughs) But yeah, no, no love for Scherzer and Diaz. What is this, bro? Well, Scherzer Scherzer, Scherzer was hurt for too long, in my He's out for, for way too long. I know, but let me let me let me just say this real quick. Scherzer 127 innings pitches pitched 153 strikeouts uh Alcantara 196 innings pitched 177 strikeouts so it's clear who the better pitcher is no I'm just playing Alcantara <laughs> 70 less innings
1: pitched but let's talk
0: <laughs> but but yeah but let's but let's talk about Alcantara a little bit more this guy's been obviously incredible um he's 12 and he's 12 and 7 with this Marlins lineup that is incredible that is literally just insane the amount of times I'm looking at and Joey knows, like nobody likes hearing about fantasy, right? But I'm looking at my fantasy lineup. I got this dude I randomly picked. I had no idea who he was, Sandy Alcantara, before the season picked him. This guy's just one run, you know, five strikeouts in nine innings. He's, you know, I don't know how many complete games he has. He has to be up there with the most, he has four. Actually, nobody that we're even talking about has any complete games, um, at least on the on the NL side. He has four complete games. Um, he has one shutout, which is, you know, at this day and age, incredible. Um, yeah, I don't think it's really even close. I mean, Corbin Burns is the better strikeout pitcher, but I think Alcantara has just been doing. Doing damage where damage needs to be done for a team that really needs it, um, and and I think he's gonna be uh, he's he's gonna be one of the better pitchers in the league going forward. With um, that,
2: real quick, I think with Alcantara, I know you said uh, the Nats are in that division, but that's still a really good division where Corbin Burns is, in, in my opinion, the more weaker division in the league too. So, yeah, not taking it away from Corbin, still great pitcher, but yeah, yeah, but the bats just aren't the same in that
1: division. Right, no, I agree. I mean, he gets the Pirates how many times a year? That team is like a double A team at best, maybe even like a varsity high school team. So <laughs> shots fired. The Pirates, <laughs>
2: They're
1: terrible. I mean, your ownership doesn't want to spend money. At, that's a that's a conversation for a different day.
0: Yeah, that guy but, Max Freed on that list too is in a pretty trash division as well. No, <laughs> yeah, especially because they play against the Mets. So. Especially because they play against the Mets. But yeah, yeah. what about we're not going to show any love for Diaz? I don't know. Like I know his. So, you are. know, it's hard for me because has to be reliever, historically like great. It's
2: harder and yeah. he has been really good i just i feel like i wish they had like a reliever cy young like dude, that's like there's got to be way yeah. to
0: differentiate it because the Mets. it's just hard yeah. to look at it I'll, I'll just give i'll just say this like i think a, a month ago it could have been possible they just he hasn't been having the opportunities like they've either <laughs> been losing games which he's not going to pitch in or they're right. blowing teams out it's really incredible i have not seen this dude pitch like He's been pitching like once a week for the last like month. Right, and, he's just in there um, getting work. I think I think he was closer than maybe like the odds have him right now, like a month ago. But yeah, he's yeah, yeah just wanted to shout him out. You know, those are my yeah. boys. And obviously, Jacob Degrom, like you know, got to yeah. shout the dude out, the goat. But if you had a full yeah. season, DeGrom, if Degrom <laughs> pitched a
1: full season, he's my guy for right. sure. But I think that I think what you have to do with with closers and relievers is it's unfortunate they can be great, but they need to be historically great like top and and that's why i think that they should have their own all time they're kind of their own award like you're gonna need an eric gagne Gagne type season to be an to be an mvp of the league so especially when you have a guy like when you have some of these guys that we have up on the list up there against them so you might need a down year with the starters and you need an up year as a reliever you're gonna need a few different things to go it's the same with like a pitcher winning the mvp right you're gonna need guys that are position players to not play that great that year and you're gonna need a historically great pitching year so
2: i agree so, yeah. Moving on from that, NL MVP, our candidates are Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, Lukey Betts, Manny Machado, and Austin Riley. Those are those are some dogs right there. That's, dogs. A list. That's a list you want to be on.
1: So, yeah, for sure. That's a yeah, tough Austin, list. You,
2: Austin, you could leave this one off. Yeah,
1: we got like – I mean, there's so many guys that on any other year might be our MVP, but there's just so many guys having great years this year. If you want to talk about who I think is the best player, he might not be the most valuable player. But who do I think is the best player on this list? I think it's Mookie. His impact is just ridiculous. He's, he's such a great fielder. He's, he's hitting the most home runs he's ever had this year. I think he's up in like 33, 34. Harrison, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I mean, he's hitting like 280, but he's on base all the time. He's in a great lineup. He sets the tone for that best team in the league. So I think he's the best player, but my MVP is Paul Goldschmidt. Um, he's shooting for the triple crown. How can you not pick this guy? He's a great gold glove first baseman, potentially platinum glove infielder. Um, and the guy's shooting for the triple crown right now. Um, I love him. I think he's the heart and soul of that Cardinals team. I think they got the best corner infield in the league with him and Arenado. Um, yeah, my guy's Paul Goldschmidt.
2: So for me, it, it was also Goldschmidt. If you, his stats are video game right now. If you look at his stats, uh, baseball reference, he's got a 325 average. I mean, that's, that's really insane. He's at 109 RBIs. And he's got over a one-dot OPS, so it's it's going to be Goldschmidt for me as well. Plus, he's playing a good first base. I don't disagree with you with Mookie, but believe it or not, my second pick was going to be Manny Machado, playing obviously a great third base. And then his his stats aren't far off from Goldschmidt. I mean, Goldschmidt, in my opinion, is still the clear winner of this. But if you look at the stats, like Machado has 28 home runs. He's got a, a 303 batting average, and then his OPS is a 915, and then where's his RBIs? He's got 90 RBIs, which is really good. I mean, Paul Goldschmidt has more, you know, at 109. But Machado was, like, really a close second for me. And I know Austin Riley had a hot month in August, and he was a name that people were talking about too. Nolan Arenado is always going to be good. His numbers aren't close enough. And uh, Mookie Betts is still having a really good season. I just think it's absolute a highway robbery if you don't give it to Goldschmidt this year.
1: And that's what I think hurts Arenado too, is he plays on the same team as Goldschmidt. Right. You might have Arenado as your number one if he's not on
0: Goldschmidt's team right now. So, oh, I mean, you want to talk about a guy that puts absolute fear of God into into your pitcher's eyes when he steps up to the plate? It's none other than Francisco Lindor. No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm just playing. Yeah. It's Goldschmidt. It's not even close. It's Goldschmidt. His, it's not even close. You put, look up, look at any statistic you want. I mean, you know, you could even talk about not statistically, like, you, you he. The, st louis is the best team in baseball in my opinion right now and, and i don't even think it's close um which is crazy oh, wow. considering baseball, huh? which which is crazy considering the dodgers are, are are still you know up and kicking and the astros yeah i, I think st louis I'll forget the yankees the are obviously back they got three runs in their last I, two games so the yankees literally are not not even in the top five right now and and <laughs> and that's what's so great that's what i love about this sport um, no, St. St. Louis to me is I don't, I don't want to play them, and their their ringleader, their guy is Paul Goldschmidt. And you know, Joey talked about the stats. I don't need to you know go through every single one, but we're going to talk about another guy um in about a second. That's first in and pretty much every single offensive batting stat um in Aaron Judge, and then second on every single list is Paul Goldschmidt, who who uh, is you know top of the leaderboard in the in the National League in in literally every every single category. He's he's first in the national league and wins above replacement at 7.3 and, and actually tied with Ironado who we've talked about, um, in the same league. Um, and yeah, Machado, man, you know, I love Machado. He's my guy, but he's just not on that team. That team just can't figure out how to win. Doesn't, you could put every good player in crazy. the league, yeah. put the best players in the league on that team, they're not going to win games. Yeah, you, right. can't be a disapp- like- <laughs> you can't be on a disappointing
1: <laughs> team and be in the MVP. Just like no. I feel like he has
2: stepped up too. He's like become a real leader on that team. Uh, like yeah. he's, he's just really stepped up for sure. Like he, yeah. you know, he was kind of the troublemaker in baseball for a little bit. And since mm-hmm. he's been on the Padres, he's been really showing those
0: young guys. And, well, when and you got Tatis to take that, level, to take the troublemaker, uh, right, status off away from you, it's yeah, kind of exactly. pretty easy. Yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> Tatis yeah. all
2: that tension off of him. Right. <laughs> real quick, real quick. Right. So yeah. anyway, moving on, I guess we're all, we're pretty much in agreement for everything almost, but we're going to AL MVP. This is like the big, the big debate. And Twitter is like such a dangerous place right now when you talk about this. So I have three names up here. It's it's really between the two for me. It's just it's clearly the one, but we'll, we'll get into it right now. So it's Aaron Judge, Shohei, clearly, Otani, yeah, and Jose Altuve. So Altuve was kind of like the odd man out for me, but he was well, he is eligible and. He's having a really good season. I just, I don't think he's in the conversation. Can I just
0: say, can I say something real quick about Altuve? Altuve should not be in any MVP conversations for at least another like three years after the shit he pulled like in the the playoffs. (laughs) So, I, I mean, we could talk about him if you want. I mean, listen, as as a Yankees fan, (laughs) I don't disagree. Uh, He's just having a good season. He's eligible,
2: so I wanted to bring him up.
0: I know. I'm just saying. I just want to remind. I like to remind everybody what the with the what the the Astros, the North never forgets. All right. So anyway, Harrison, you can you can lead this one off. Yeah, man. I mean, it's gotta be, it, it's gotta be Aaron judge. He's literally like the Otani, the Otani uh, MVP discussion has to stop. And I'm a Mets fan. Like, this is not like me. I'm a, i am I love Otani. Like, don't get me wrong. This is not a Homer pick being from New York. Uh, I'm an anti Yankees guy as, as Joey knows, it's just, it's gotta be Aaron judge. Um, Otani's not even close to the, like he's close. He's not the best pitcher in the league. He's not the best batter in the league. He's in pro- an above average of both, I would say, but he's not the best in either one of those categories. So even though he does both and that's great for him, it's not really fair and his team stinks as we all know. Um, so it's not really fair, I think, to, to take away what Judge is doing on the offensive end just because um, Otani happens to pitch. He's gonna be pitching every season. So we're just gonna give it to him every season if he does both. So I, don't saying, fa- I don't think that's fair. I don't right. think that's fair. So, I mean, judge has an 8.8 8 war, which is um, above Otani and to have a an 8.8, 8, and Otani has an eight war right now. So to have above an eight, have above Otani as just an, a position player, not even a, like Otani's war is so high because he's also a pitcher it's above Goldschmidt's because he's also a pitcher. So his war isn't even as high as judges. And he, pitches and bats so i don't even want to hear it i don't think it's really even close but Austin,
1: joe you're gonna hate me
2: oh God. let me
1: get this out of the way first oh. we talk about twitter being a toxic place right ben verlander you are a joke you're an otani dick rider we <laughs> all think you're a joke okay but i have to agree with you here and here's why I've, i can't i contemplated this all week last week oh. on the podcast i said judge is my clear-cut mvp but I saw an interesting stat, okay? I saw an interesting stat on Twitter. It showed visible statistics of player one and player two. Player one, it shows Otani's stats as a hitter. They're comparable with Mookie Betts in the NL. They show his pitching stats. They're comparable with Corbin Burns, who we, I think we disagreed was our number two pitcher in the NL. You have a guy on your team that's doing that, both. I don't think that we should give this guy an MVP every year just because he pitches and because he hits. That's whatever. If he sucks at hitting and he sucks at pitching, then who cares, whatever, pick one and, and go on. He is historically great at both. You could make an argument that if he picked one, he's an MVP or he's an, he's an all, all-star, he's a Hall of Famer and just one. He's doing that in both sides of the ball. Do we, know, do we understand how hard that is? <laughs> like how, how difficult that is to be that great on both sides of the ball? It, it's incredible. Now here, what I don't like about him as a pitcher is that he only goes five innings every time he pitches. So maybe that convolutes his pitching stats a little bit. He knows he doesn't need to go seven, eight, nine innings a game. Um, Does Judge deserve to win it? Yes, 100%. Judge is having a historically great, he's chasing bonds type season. But still give it to Otani. But here, maybe I would, maybe it's not that I would give it to Otani, but who's going to win the MVP?
0: Who do you think Manfred wants to win? Who does the MLB want to win? I think. I think Judge is gonna win. You think I'm, that you think that would Rob Manford loves Otani. I don't know who yeah. they want to win. I I know that I feel I just feel like Judge is gonna win. But that <sighs> go ahead, keep going.
1: I, I could see Otani stealing it because of the market that he brings into the game, because of the attention that he attracts as a player, he's got a gravitational pull that even even Judge is great, but he doesn't have that same gravitational pull that Shohei does. This one's tough. I think it's a toss-up. I think Otani's going to win it.
2: All right, let me win you over then. So I read this tweet, (laughs) my guy, Michael K. So he wrote, he's been covering baseball for 36 years. So he wrote, Aaron Judge is having one of the best seasons I've ever seen. Take him off the Yankees, and they'd have trouble making the playoffs. Take Otani off the Angels, and they still would be on the outside looking in. Most valuable, question mark. So that kind of helps my argument. And, yes, I'm a Yankee fan. Like, it's it's clear-cut. I'll tell you this. Living on the West Coast, I watch the Yankee games, and then once they're over – I immediately flip to the Angels because that's who's on next. So I have watched a lot of Angel games this year. So it's not like I'm not seeing what Otani's doing and and all that good stuff. I, I don't disagree that Otani's generational and he's pitching and he's hitting and it's so fun to watch him play. And he's doing things that we haven't seen since Babe Ruth and he's doing it better than Babe Ruth, you know, and then all that stuff. But if you look at the actual numbers, like Aaron Judge's offense is beating him in every category judges having an unreal season now if you look at it from the most valuable player you can look at it as an individual stat or you can look at it as okay who's the most valuable person and are they helping their team which is how i'm looking at it so if you look at the angels they're still losing all the time with otani and he's pitching and he's hitting and they're still losing they're not even they're going to be eliminated here pretty soon mathematically like they have no shot at the playoffs they haven't been in the playoffs and I've never seen Otani in a, in a real big game, to be honest. Like his biggest game that he pitched was this season at New York, and he got shellacked. So I, I really, truly want to see if he can hack it at a big game, like a playoff game, or like even a wild card game, whatever. Like I want to see if Otani can really put it up. So I'm going with Aaron Judge. And then I also read this other stat; it may not, may not be true because I saw it on Twitter. I didn't really have time to verify it. But Harrison, maybe you know off the top of your head that Otani, even though he's having a great pitching season, he's still not top five in any pitching stats. So I could be wrong there it may be wrong I yeah I don't I don't know for sure yeah but if you Uh, also look at what Aaron Judge is doing this season like if you look at the games that the Yankees are winning it's because Aaron Judge hit a home run or it's because he scored the only three runs in the game like he's it's very rare in baseball that you see one player that's responsible for your wins like I know we talked about it last week like it's not like basketball where you can have one star and just win Mm -hmm. but Aaron Judge is that star right now in baseball like the Yankees don't get these wins in August that miserable August that we've had without him He's been hitting home runs. He's been scoring every run. So for me, it's Aaron judge. it it just has to be. And then real, real quick to Ben Verlander who, you know, like he puts out this tweet. Well, first of all, he tweets all the time about how it's Otani this Otani that Otani's the clear MVP and, and blah, blah, blah. But then he tweets the other day that if Mike Trout stays healthy next season and hits 60 home runs, which is, if it's very possible, if Trout stays healthy, that Trout would be the MVP. So you're telling me that if Mike Trout is healthy and hits 60 bombs, he's a clear cut for MVP, but Aaron judge, who's, if I had to put my life on it is going to hit 60 home runs this year. Cause he's already at 55.
0: Then why can't it be Aaron judge? I just don't get it. So. Can I, can, can I quickly before we, before yeah, yeah, we, yeah, before, uh, before Austin, uh, sorry, Austin, um, no, just before, before real quick, just to add on to the, add on to the judge over, over Otani uh, side here. Um, war judges first war. Uh, offensive war judges first uh slugging percentage judges first obp or um obps judges first um total bases judges first home runs judge has 55 the next most is schwarber with 37 schwarber also is has 178 strikeouts so not even close runs batted in judges first ramirez the second tied with goldschmidt um, my boy alonzo third um, and I don't, frankly, besides the home runs, I don't see Otani on any of these lists um, in the top 10. So I'm, I, I'm batting wise. I don't know where Ben Verlander, is that his name? Cause I don't yeah. even know who he is. Ben right. Verlander. I don't know where, where he's seeing that Otani is as good as Mookie Betts. Uh, maybe he's just looking at, you know, a couple stats here, but like Mookie Betts is, like we said, like probably, probably in my opinion, the most consistent, like if I'm picking a team, like he's maybe like in the top three of who I'm picking first, because talking about a guy that you just like, absolutely know is going to come through, at least from a batting standpoint, i, I'm, I do not see Otani being there uh, for me. Yeah. Um, so that's just my opinion. I don't know where this guy's getting his, his info from, but. I had, I had one more thing real quick, just on judge. Uh,
2: another thing is if you look at center field around the league center field is such like a premium position. It's so hard to find a good center fielder. And Aaron Judge, who's been playing right field his whole career, I think he played center field in like college. He stepped up and played center field this year. Like the Yankees didn't have a center fielder. Like it was Aaron Hicks. He wasn't performing. He's still not performing. And Aaron he'll Judge always moved over. To, right. He'll always. Yeah, it's a terrible <laughs> contract. <laughs> talk for another time. It just drives me crazy. But if you look at what he's doing defensively, like he's playing a good center field, and then when he does play right field, it's even better. So, like you can look at him as a center fielder. Like he plays the position well enough, and that's something he hasn't done before. So I still think take away, you know, I know Otani pitches and doesn't play defense, but if you look at what Aaron judge does on defense as well, like that's just another reason. I mean, he's, he hasn't won a gold glove. He's definitely been deserving of it. He's won like the Bible award and stuff like that for defense. I, I don't foresee him winning it this year. Cause he's been playing both right field and center field, but if going forward, I mean, he would be, I'm not saying he's going to be the best center fielder in the league defensively, but he's been playing a great center field. So that just adds to it for me as well. And that he would had, be something he hasn't done before. So that
0: would be Brandon Nemo. So yeah, no, no. no, no. <laughs> No, that's gotta be uh, that's gotta be Kike Hernandez. <laughs> All right, Austin. Let's give Austin a shine though, because I know Austin's been dying to say something about Otani and Ben Verlander's stats here for for a minute here.
1: Well, when he brought that stat about the uh, the Mookie Betts thing, he has comparable RBIs, home runs, and batting averages. They're they're pretty similar. Um, the biggest the biggest, but here's my thing with him is that I just can't understate how difficult it is to pitch in the big leagues. I also can't understand how difficult it is to hit in the big leagues. This guy didn't go through minor league system. He played in Japan for years. I wouldn't say that the competition is anywhere comparable to the major league to major league baseball. As we see that with Seiya Suzuki, even though he was great in Japan, it's not like he took over the league. I mean, he came in hot and hit a home run, but it's not like he's not like he's been some game-changing, game-breaking player. Otani has been that, and I'm not going to sit here and and meat ride him like like Verlander does. I'm not going to do that, but I think. As much as it's just so difficult because it's such a great year for judge. But as far as a value added to your team, you can put a front of the line guy who's going to be your number one starter. Who's also going to hit 40 bombs a year right now. He's at like 33, 34, but he's probably going to get to 40. You got a guy that's going to probably hit 40 bombs, be your best power hitter in your league. And he's going to be your number one front of the line starter. That is just unbelievable. It's unbelievable. So
0: I, I feel that if you want to
1: talk about most yeah. value added, yeah, that value is unbelievable The judges. Well, since. essentially, you're you're it's getting two
2: players in one, but you're getting essentially two you're players playing. with one.
1: That is value. That's that's the definition of it value. Is value. He ain't gonna get paid like that. Their team does suck. Their team is an absolute joke, but. I mean, at the end of the day, Aaron Judge, he's great, but I hope you enjoy him this year, Joey, because he's going to be a Boston Red Sox next year. Yeah, he's, definitely. Be he's definitely, a New York definitely not be a
2: Boston Red Sox next year. That I can tell you. He's going to be a New York he's Mets. New York Met. And we'll get into where he's going, I'm sure, later on in the season. Ugh, I wish they would have just resigned him. <laughs> just, just, again, real quick, back to Otani. And then Harrison, I got a couple contract questions for you, reference Otani, when I'm done here. But, again, if you look at it, like, numbers wise like judge may make history this year if he does i think that locks it in even more i know otani is history and this and that otani needs to move on from the angels like again i just want i want to see otani in a big game like i've seen judge in big games judge is a good player judge is the leader judge should be the captain what's the you have, you have you ever seen otani in an alds or an alcs
0: no, but I, I oh, okay, seen the okay. In I seen, anyway, I haven't seen the haven't Yankees seen in. Seen it. in every year. So. I haven't seen Mike Trout in it though, and he won what three of them? So three MVPs. Right. So, I haven't seen Mike Trout right. in that either. So. I still, I know, I still yeah. want to see Otani in like a big game. Yeah,
2: he doesn't pitch well in New York. Like he's had two starts there this year, I think, and or one last year. I don't remember, but it was they were both horrible. So I, I like Otani. I'm an Otani fan. Like I said, I watch a lot of Angels. Obviously, I'm a New York Yankees fan above all else, but it's Aaron yeah. Judge this year. Like you're. So let me get field. this straight,
1: Joey. Just let me get this straight. Both Otani and Judge are free agents. You're gonna you're gonna pick Judge to be re-signed over Otani coming over. To it's a team. different conversation. Know. What would you? You're, you're telling me.
2: Well, tell me what you. Tell me what you would say. Would you're you take Otani or you no. take <laughs> Judge? Yo, taking Judge for the next leadership. ten years. Judge
1: for yeah. his leadership.
2: I, I can't. As a Yankee fan, I can't not say Judge. But how old Can how is Otani right now? What's Otani's age? Uh. Oh, I know no. uh, Judge is like 29. So you're not going to see Judge get a 10-year deal that would be shocked.
0: Let me see. Let me see real quick. Shohei Otani is... He's 28. 28. 28. He's going to get a massive contract. But back to what I was saying earlier is like, okay, we talk about
2: most valuable player. What's the most valuable player doing for their team? Granted, he's having a great season, but they're not winning. Where Judge is like actually winning games for his team. So that's, that's like my final argument with it. Saren Judge said what I said.
0: It, also, like... We're talking about like wins created, right? Like, you're talking about like how many wins does Otani, right? And to me, like, that's what we're talking about here. Like, how many wins does Otani create, which is such a hard stat wins? in baseball, but, but no, there is they'll... a stat, but there's a stat for it, right? And judges first, and judges first in it, right? I understand there's a stat, for and it, usually but... pitchers are first because of having that such a high value. Yeah. So, I understand I, there's a
1: stat for that, and we, t- we take that stat into account, but I'm not always about the stats every single time the war yeah. stat to me is kind of BS because does that take into account the clutch, you know, three, two breaking ball, you lay off to take a walk in the ninth inning to get on base, you know, like stuff like that. The, the, I test stuff too. You have to take that into and and the stats yeah. are great. They give us a baseline, but I think we also need to take the other into account, but it's a toss up. They're both amazing players, but I still I, I think don't believe O'Connor, that Johnny's going to
2: get it. I think he's going to get it. Cause Manfred loves him. Like he's, no, I don't want to say more well known. Everyone knows Aaron Judge. Like they're both faces of the game. On a global I, scale, though, but on my like, like ask me
0: my pig it's judge. Stephen A. Smith would vote for Judge. And that's why I like <laughs> Stephen A. Smith better
1: than Ben So yeah, Stephen A. Smith also uh, said that the uh, Raiders were going to score the most points in the
0: week or something and that the Chargers <laughs> were going to win. They're playing the Chargers, dude. I, but, I, just, I just like to remind so. people that sh- that Stephen A. Smith once said that it was bad for baseball, that Shohei Otani was good at baseball. So that's that's the only reason I, I love that. Stephen that's, A. though. He's still, that's, he's that's, still, even though he makes these comments, like still can't. His job yeah, he's like your old grandpa. It's like your grandpa, right? Like sometimes he yeah. just says something and you're just like, what? And then Stephen he, A.'s he, job he, he, is to be he, controversial. He's not a baseball guy. He doesn't know
1: baseball it's the same thing when he talks UFC and boxing he doesn't know what he's talking about it's the guy he knows basketball and some football but his job is to be controversial on first take they, they don't talk baseball on first take so
0: and hey if he listens to the pod come on anytime we'd yeah, love we, to have we like you Stephen A., so. I like Stephen A so I do I, I do.
1: like Colin Cowherd I like Stephen A I like these controversial guys so bring them all on so.
2: all right well uh we'll wrap it up with that then so good talk anyway uh, if you guys are a fan of the show, please like, subscribe, give us a rating. It really helps us out a lot. We're on YouTube. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple. We'll be back again next Monday. We'll be talking probably about the wild card race and uh, everything going on in the league. So that being said, Austin, Harrison, thank you guys. You guys got anything else?
1: No, I think that's it. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. We'll be back next week. We'll have some uh, more talk leading into the uh,
2: October Classic.
0: Yeah, looking forward to next week, boys. All right. See you then.